welcome everyone to the another episode of the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. Brittany here, and I am ex- so excited today to have Ashley Moore with us. Can you introduce yourself, Ashley? Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Ashley, and I am on staff at Prairie Lakes Church as the executive assistant. So I'm part of our central services team that resources all the campuses across Iowa. Um, in my role, I get to interact with and support Pastor John Fuller and Pastor Chris Rigg and Pastor Jesse Tank on a daily basis. And as you yeah. can imagine, it is so much fun. <laughs> that is awesome. And today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. And Ashley, you were actually the first person that kind of got me intrigued by it. And it has been a journey to grow and learn in it. So do you want to explain a little bit of what the Enneagram is? Yeah, sure. So the Enneagram is a really robust and transformative personality tool. While many assessments describe somebody's strengths and behaviors, I love the Enneagram because it takes it a step further and it's based on a person's internal motivation. There are nine personality types, numbers one through nine. Each of us has all the nine types within us, but one is most dominant. And with that comes its own set of unique gifts and challenges. Uh, By understanding your type, you can let go of habitual patterns and open yourself up to your own unique God-given gifts. As you become more aware of your type and move in the direction of growth, you ultimately lead from your best self. Uh, You start to understand your reactions, preferences, and how you show up for your team. Yeah, that's awesome. The Enneagram has been so good for self-awareness and helping me grow and why I do the things that I do and why I do them, but also to have more empathy for other people and they might do things a little bit differently. So it's been amazing for personal growth, just amazing. Um, And it can be applied to all different areas of our life, but can you explain a little bit of how it can help us grow in our leadership skills? Yeah. Well, learning about all nine types uh, helps you understand those you lead or that you're in relationship with. Um, Imagine each type had a color assigned to it. And actually, this is how the symbol that your Enneagram coach uses. So if you go to yourenneagramcoach.com, you can see her symbol and how each of the types has a a color. Um, Well, the Enneagram allows me to take off my blue glasses and put on your yellow glasses. So with this level of awareness, we are free of the patterns that hold us back. And we really do develop that compassion and understanding for those we interact with. Definitely. Yeah. And anything else you just want to share about the tool before we dive a little bit into each number? Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, One caution is please just remember that the Enneagram is not gospel. Um, As Christians, you know, we can maybe try to make it fit into the Bible or the Bible fit into it. That's not the case at all. Um, It is just a tool. And the other thing is that remember there's no type that is better than any of the others. Um, it's not a scale one through nine, you know, either ascending (laughs) or descending. Um, it's just a different way to label each type. So, yeah. Uh, as we, as we go through each type here, um, let's talk about the core fear and desire for each one Mm -hmm. and then what they're motivated by. Uh, We'll describe them as leaders and for fun, since Christmas is coming up, let's get, Mm -hmm. um, list some gift ideas for each one of them. Yes, we all need that right now, huh? (laughs) Okay, so let's dive in. So type number one. Yeah, type one. They are called the moral perfectionist. 
Yeah. Uh, their core fear is being corrupt, evil, or defective in some way. Their core desire is to be good and have integrity. Uh, the ones are meticulous, hardworking, and reliable. They're motivated by a need to perfect themselves, others, and the world. Uh, type 1 leaders get the job done, and they allow little to no room for error. So trusting that others can carry out tasks to meet their standards is challenging, which results in difficulty delegating. As they become more aware of this pattern, it's it would be good for them to mentor others, to begin to trust their abilities, value their input, and relieving you of the burden of doing it all yourself. Yeah, that's good. I talked to Nathan on staff here, and he is a one. Um, about how learning his type, how it's impacted him and his leadership. And he said one of the big concepts was just learning that ones have an internal critic of themselves being a perfectionist. And it was mind-blowing to him that, like, not everybody has that same internal critic in their head. And so being able to um, just recognize that as he interacts with, with the people that he leads was really powerful for him. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, you're, that's really good to point out. So ones do have an inner critic, and that's yeah. constantly berating them. And this voice points out things that are wrong um, with that person and with others. Yeah. Can you imagine how exhausting that is? <laughs> and you're a one too, right, uh, Ashley? I am, so I can tell yeah. you personally. <laughs> oh, well, some gift ideas for the ones. Um, let's see, what's on my list this year? <laughs> well, I think you can never go wrong with a self-improvement gift. Um, so some ideas are maybe a gourmet cookbook, um, some organizational bins, baskets, or journals, uh, or even something practical like a cashmere sweater. It's something, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't normally buy for ourselves, but we enjoy yeah. the nice things too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Awesome. So going on to type two, the supportive ad- advisor. Yeah, so type two, their core fear is being unwanted or unworthy of love, and their core desire is to feel love. Twos are warm, caring, and giving. They're motivated by a need to be needed and loved by others. The type two leaders can get caught in their need to be seen as helpful. So their people-pleasing behaviors such as flattery and being overly generous can often get in the way of them taking a firm stand when it's needed. To be an effective and truly selfless leader, twos should practice letting go of the need to take care of everyone else and make their own needs an equal priority. Yeah, that's so good. Twos are so sweet though, right? (laughs) Oh, they are. We we love twos. (laughs) Yes. Um, So because twos can tend to put others before themselves, I think a gift related to self-care would be a great idea for them. Uh, Maybe a massage pillow, some bath bombs, or even AirPods. Yeah. So I talked to Gina about this list. She is a two on the Enneagram and it makes total sense that how sweet she is. She's caring for others all the time. And I asked her about like the gift ideas. What would she want as a gift? And she agreed with the list of twos, but she also said another idea is an Amazon gift card and give her permission or mandate that she actually spends it for, on something for herself. So <laughs> I, I thought that, that was a really good, <laughs> a really good addition to that list. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going on to type three, the successful achiever. Yeah. So type threes, um, their core fear is being worthless 
and their core desire is to feel valuable or worthwhile. Um, threes are success-oriented and image-conscious. They're motivated by a need to appear successful and avoid failure. Uh, when a type three leader isn't aware of their personality type, they live and lead in reaction to an unconscious belief that they're worthless. So they're always trying to prove themselves. Um, they strive for validation by overachieving, often becoming outstanding in their field, but at the expense of their personal relationships and emotions. So as a three, accept that your value comes from who you are and not what you do. You can be an authentic and inspiring leader without needing to be the shining star. Um, relax into a more motivational role so you can benefit from the team too. And because a three appreciates success and admiration, a nice gift that communicates value and achievement would be thoughtful. So some ideas would be an Apple Watch, a hoverboard, a Michael Hyatt productivity planner, um, and the seven-year pen. <laughs> <laughs> so I am an Enneagram 3. I had a really hard time accepting my number because there's parts of it that I just cringe. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. And I remember when I read about it, that's a, that can be a sign that that is your number when it's something that kind of just makes you feel like, oh, there's parts of that I don't like. Um, but there's also good parts to a 3, and I'm learning to embrace those and just be more self-aware. But as far as the gift idea, something that I have on my list, like the one thing I've asked for so far. So I giggled when I heard that because um, I have asked for a new laptop bag for work, like something that is a lot easier to like keep everything organized, make me be successful, appear successful, you know, like all of that. And I, I was like, oh, no, that is what I asked for. <laughs> and it's That's like so and then I, I also just like practical things like, yeah. That probably yes. falls in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Brittany, that's a really good point, too. I'm glad that you mentioned that about when you were trying to decide what your yeah. type was. Um, because, you know, some of your listeners maybe have taken the assessment for the first time mm -hmm. and they're just diving into this. Um, or maybe some of them have heard about it and they are they are trying to decide between a couple of types. Yeah. Um, one thing that is helpful is if you're going between two Whichever one makes you kind of feel the most gross is probably yeah. the one that you are. <laughs> yeah. It like kind of reveals, you know, the sin nature that we have. But it also, it's not all that. It's, it's also a lot of positive things and how we can, when we're more aligned to the gospel, when we're more aligned to Christ, we can still show him in many different ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you, you feel so exposed because, yes. you know, now all of a sudden people know your inner motivations and, yeah. you know, they didn't know that before. Um, yes. But it also gives you so much room to grow. So it's exciting. <laughs> I agree completely. Okay. So moving on to type four, the romantic individualist. Yeah. Well, their core fear is not having an identity or personal significance. Their core desire is to find themselves significance and to find an identity. Um, fours are super creative. They're sensitive and maybe even temperamental. They're motivated by a need to be unique and special. Type four leaders, they often struggle with fitting in because they believe they're somehow flawed. So to compensate for this, they set themselves apart by an by identifying themselves as special or unique. To be an effective leader as a four, uh, let go of your story and step into a sense of belonging to your team and organization. Um, as you do so, bring your gift of creativity, uh, which makes you an intuitive and gifted leader. Yeah, I love that. 
Yeah, I yeah. feel like sometimes fours are not, not are not always looked at as leaders because they are very creative, but they can be strong leaders just like all the numbers can. So I love hearing about how they can be an effective leader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and an exceptional one-of-a-kind gift would be deeply loved by a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, some awesome. ideas are maybe like a fine leather bag or a personalized cutting board, uh, maybe some Ghirardelli chocolate squares. That's so good. <laughs> and fours if I remember right are they like the least common number like as far as like how how many fours there are in the world yeah 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 it's it's guessed that you know I mean you never know but yeah they probably are (laughs) yeah that's awesome okay so going on to type five the intellectual thinker yeah well type five their core fear is being useless helpless or incapable Their core desire is to be capable and competent. So fives are the most analytical, and they're also very private. Uh, They're motivated by the need to gain knowledge, conserve energy, Mm -hmm. and avoid relying on other people. Um, One thing that I've heard about fives is, you know when you wake up and your cell phone battery is full, and then it just starts to dwindle during the day? It's like Mm -hmm. they don't have a cord to plug in like their battery starts at at full in the morning and then they just kind of pace themselves throughout the day because they're not going to be able to fill back up until the next day yeah yeah so they, they have really like limited energy. their energy yep yeah yeah that's just um, crazy to me I'm so <laughs> as a three like you know I don't I don't have that <laughs> It it amazes me. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It is, yes. And type 5 leaders, uh, they often appear detached from the team, um, but really they're just observing every detail. They have an unconscious fear of being inadequate or unable to function in the world, but they're extremely intelligent. They become experts in one area and then can connect to the group using that expertise. So as a 5, use your clarity as a strength and let it benefit those around you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Uh, some gift ideas for the five would be maybe a Kindle Paperwhite, uh, some noise-canceling headphones, and the book Quiet. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so moving on to type six, the loyal guardian. Yeah, the six is their core fear is being without support and guidance, and their core desire is to have security and support. So sixes are the loyalists. They're committed, Mm -hmm. practical, and down-to-earth. They're motivated by fear and the need to feel safe and secure in an otherwise unpredictable world. You know how earlier we said ones have an inner critic? Well, sixes have an inner committee. Um, Imagine that inner (laughs) chatter. It's constantly, well, did you think about this? What about this? Well, what if this happens? (laughs) Yeah. So they constantly have all the options being thrown at them. Uh, and the so worst case six, scenario thinking, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, type six leaders are the glue, though, that holds the team together. Mm-hmm. They are excellent troubleshooters, and they have a plan for every possible worst case scenario. Um, this comes from a lack of trust that they are supported in return. At their best, sixes let go of their skepticism and lead from a place of trust. This allows them to shine in their ability to pay attention to the details that need to be addressed in order for the team to be successful. They are natural leaders. However, they don't want all the credit. If That's you're good, gifting, yeah. 
Yeah, if you're gifting to a six, you want to communicate that you're just as committed to their friendship as they are to you. Um, some ideas might be a weighted blanket, um, an essential oil diffuser, or an RFID blocking wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and that is good. I think of them as like, yeah, the worst case scenario thinkers, but like a lot of times that comes with an anxiety or a fear that they have to work with all the time. Yeah. So I love that weighted blanket idea. <laughs> Yeah. And just like you said, the fours are maybe, um, there's the least amount of them in the world. Yes. It's thought that there's the most sixes in the world. Yes. So and I think about that, how cool that is. Cause they're such a good team player and reliable and dependable. So it is yes. a good thing that we have lots of sixes in the world. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep the rest of us at a calmer, <laughs> realistic. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So type seven, the entertaining optimist, the fun one, right? The fun one, the one we all want to be. <laughs> um, type seven. So their core fear is being deprived and in pain. Um, their core desire is to be satisfied and content and to have all their needs fulfilled. So sevens are fun. They're spontaneous and adventurous. Um, they are motivated by a need to be happy to plan and execute in their pursuit of stimulating experiences and new ideas. Yeah. So type seven leaders are visionaries. They're endlessly generating new ideas. They have an insatiable appetite for new experiences and a fear of missing out. So they often pursue many activities and experiences all at the same time. Their challenge is carrying their brilliant ideas to fruition because they're easily distracted by the next great thing. As a seven, become aware of this and prioritize your focus and efforts. Uh, you'll step into your true gift of delivering a brilliant vision for your team and organization. Yeah, that's good. I um, talked to Kyle, Patrick Kyle, and he is a seven on our team. And it's kind of cool. We have a lot of different numbers represented on our staff <laughs> team at Fort Dodge. Um, and he said that being a seven, he believes has helped him to lean into the adventure of launching this campus and continuing to enjoy all the new experiences of growing our campus over the past six years. And I can, at, now working with him for a little over a year, I can totally see how being a seven has played a big part in, in helping him be successful, but also being able to embrace it because it has been an adventure for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is great. I love that yeah. perspective. Um, well, Brittany, if you need to get him a gift, um, you might <laughs> factor in his spontane spontaneity, um, and high levels of enjoyment. So maybe like a Airbnb gift card, um, the bucket list book, a gourmet food basket, or my favorite would be a monthly subscription box where they get something new and exciting every month. <laughs> that's a, that's like a total seven gift. I could see the subscription box. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to type eight, the protective challenger. Yeah, so the eight's core fear is being harmed or controlled by others. Uh, their core desire is to protect themselves and to be in charge of their future. Eights are commanding and intense and can sometimes be confrontational. They are motivated by a need to be strong and assert control over the environment and others to avoid revealing their weakness and vulnerability. Um, eights are sometimes referred to as the snowplow, which sounds forceful mm -hmm. and controlling. And, you know, it maybe 
causes other types to shy away from them. But just think, what do we absolutely need in a snowstorm? We have to have a snowplow if yeah, we're yeah. going to go anywhere. Um, yeah. So they are so needed, and I just appreciate the aids in my life. So Yeah, and I also think <laughs> about how if you want somebody to advocate for you, you want an eight. Like there's such a positive side to having that bold personality that sometimes can feel a little threatening, but there's such a positive side to that, especially when aligned to the gospel and when it's somebody who walks with God. Yes, it is so great. Yeah. Um, well, if you're a type eight leader, uh, we know that they can engage in bullying when they feel their sense of control is threatened. Uh, they may become willful, vengeful, or demanding, But when they can relax, knowing their control is not being threatened, they're able to connect through their heart and vulnerability. So at their best, type 8s are strong leaders with generous hearts. That's good, yeah. And since an 8 likes to have control, I think the following gifts (laughs) are appropriate. Um, An Amazon gift card, because they don't don't really want what you picked out. They want to pick out their own. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a book, Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. I think that would be great. And maybe a muscle roller for workout recovery. I see these people yeah. like working out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. So going on to type nine, the peaceful mediator. All right. So their core fear is loss and separation. And their core desire is inner stability and peace of mind. Nines are super pleasant and laid back. Mm-hmm. They're accommodating, go with the flow. They are motivated by the need to keep the peace and merge with the agendas of another person or group. They avoid conflict at all costs. Type 9 leaders who are generally easygoing and kind have an unconscious need for peace and harmony, which often results in them overlooking problems that impact the organization or the team. Mm -hmm. They have a tendency to withdraw and disengage. When they're aware of these tendencies within themselves, their teams become frustrated. Oh, I'm sorry. When they're when they're unaware of these tendencies, uh, their teams become frustrated with their inability to step in and take a stand. Uh, type nines, they shine as leaders, though, when they can maintain their serene nature while also engaging in and dealing with the reality of what the team is facing. So at their best, they lead with a peaceful and grounded style. Some gift ideas for the nine, um, maybe a jigsaw puzzle, a hand warmer mug. You know those ones where your hand just fits right around the cup? Uh, One of those winter coats even that look like a sleeping bag (laughs) or house shoes. Oh, that's good. The nines I know in my life are just super, super sweet people that are very easy to get along with and very kind. Something I've heard about nines as well is that they're good at just getting, like, everybody to be on the same page. Like, when they lead a group, they're able to get, you know, everybody to agree, one, because they do not want conflict to happen. (laughs) But that's also a benefit to them. So we definitely need lots of nines in our life, huh? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So peaceful. Yes. Well, I mean, as you can see, like just talking through these, uh, when yeah. used correctly, the Enneagram is a really powerful tool. So it gives the compassion for ourselves and others, and we can use it to grow and avoid pitfalls. Um, it just allows us to live a more authentic and peaceful life. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Ashley, for giving us a very little snippet of each number. And 
I know there's still so much that we could dive into about weans and all the, what we do when we're stressed or healthy, like there's so much to dive into. So if there are people listening that they want to learn more or do some self, self work on this and figure out uh, more about their own number or the number of people in their families, like what resources would you recommend? Yeah. So a couple websites would be your Enneagram mm-hmm. And that one has a free assessment for anyone looking to discover their type. Another is Enneagram And what I love about that one is you can click on your type and then any other type and find out how you are in relationship with one another. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's, that's a really helpful one. Um, some books that I really enjoyed were The Road Back to You and The Path Between Us. Both of those are really quick reads, but it really lays some good foundation for understanding. And if you're married, Becoming Us is one of my favorite books uh, to recommend. Have you gone through this? I have. I read the book and I also listened to it on Audible. It was both my husband and I did. Um, Last year at Christmas, we were doing lots of traveling to family. I'm like, let's just get this on Audible and it was so good. It was really helpful. Just, I love how they connect the Enneagram to marriage. Yes. Yes. I love it. Um, so, and then, you know, maybe you're like me and on the go a lot. So some of the podcasts that I like to listen mm-hmm. to are, again, Your Enneagram Coach with Beth and Jeff McCord, uh, Typology with Ian Morgan Cron, yep. and the Enneagram Journey with Suzanne Stabile. Um, Ian and Suzanne used to do a podcast called The Road Back to You, which is like that book, The Road Back to You. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It, the, you know, that podcast is dissolved now, but you can still access the content. So that one's really good. Oh, that's cool. Um, Another one that I've enjoyed is the Annie F. Downs, Annie yes. Summer. And that was, she's fun to listen to. Uh, and the podcast is, is called That Sounds Fun, but she has like, specific Enneagram summer post that for each number. Yes. I've, I really enjoyed that one too. Yeah. It's just great to hear other people talk about being their type and how Mm -hmm. that plays out for them. And you just have so many aha moments even in that. Yep. Um, Well, the last one I know your number. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So the last one I would recommend to you is um, if you love Instagram, search hashtag Enneagram or hashtag Enneagram type one or whatever your type is. Yeah. Um, And you'll find lots of information and it's just presented so beautifully on that platform. But you also come across some really hilarious memes. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to look that up. I have not done that. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much again for your time and for being a guest on here today. And yeah, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for asking me. And I just really appreciate it. 